Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, November 11th. To plumb the mysteries with a new sense. Today's scripture reading is found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 18 through 22 from the Message Translation, which reads, And now I have it all, and keep getting more. The gifts you sent with Epaphroditus were more than enough, like a sweet-smelling sacrifice roasting on the altar, filling the air with fragrance, pleasing God to no end. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need, His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. Our God and Father abounds in glory that just pours out into eternity. Yes! Give our regards to every follower of Jesus you meet. Our friends here say hello. All the Christians here, especially the believers who work in the palace of Caesar, want to be remembered to you. This is God's Word. What a description of life, of the conviviality of community, of humanity at its best. I have it all, and I keep getting more. It's more than enough, like a sweet-smelling sacrifice roast down on the altar. Think the sweet aroma of the ultimate heavenly barbecue. Filling the air with a fragrance, pleasing to God and man to no end. I think Eugene Peterson would call this life, life, and more life. Which brings me to one last entry for this week from the journals of Etty Helisum. Rather than jumping around her journal entries, I've actually been giving you a taste of them from a one-week span of her life. From Thursday, July 16th to Wednesday, July 22nd in 1942. Her fate at Auschwitz was just over a year away. Her last letter thrown from the departing train on September 7th, 1943, when, in the end, the departure came without warning on sudden special orders from The Hague, she wrote, then adding, we left the camp singing. I commend the whole collection of her journals and letters which can be found in An Interrupted Life and Letters from Westerbork. It's a journey you won't regret. Now, for this week's last entry, and as you read, watch for that Philippians posture and practice. Pop out. July 22nd, 8 a.m. God give me strength, not only spiritual strength, but physical strength as well. In a moment of weakness, I must make you a candid confession. If I have to leave this house, I shall be totally lost. But I don't want to worry about that in advance. Take these worries from me, please. For if I have to bear them as well as the others, I shall scarcely be able to go on living. I'm so terribly tired. My whole body aches and I have no energy for today's work. I don't really believe in it. And if it goes on for long, I shall probably end up completely worn out. Still. I'm grateful to you for driving me from my peaceful desk into the midst of the cares and sufferings of this age. I wouldn't do, would it, to live an idyllic life with you in a sheltered study. Still, 
I confess it truly is difficult to carry you intact with me and remain faithful to you through everything, as I have always promised. As I walk through the streets, I'm forced to think a great deal about your world. Think is not really the right word. It's more of an attempt to plumb its mystery with a new sense. It often seems to me that I can already discern the beginning and the end of this one phase of history, already see it in perspective. And I am deeply grateful to you for leaving me so free of bitterness and hate with so much calm acceptance, which is not at all the same as defeatism, and also with some understanding for our age, strange though that may sound. One must undertake one's age just as one understands one's contemporaries, for after all, it is of their making. It is what it is and must be understood as such, however perplexing it may be. And then this, I can't help but dip into one more day from the next day, Thursday, July 23rd. My red and yellow roses are now fully open. While I sat there working in that hell, they quietly went on blossoming. Many say, how could you still think of flowers? Last night, walking that long way home through the rain with a blister on my foot, I still made a short detour to seek out a flower stall and went home with a large bunch of roses. They are just as real as all the misery I witness each day. There is room for many things in my life, so much room, oh God. As I walked down those overcrowded corridors today, I suddenly felt the urge to kneel down right there on the stone floor among all those people. The only adequate gesture left to us in these times, kneeling down before you. Bravo, Cousin Eddie. Bravo. Truly, you have a fragrant place amidst all those believers who work in the palace of Caesar, who want to be remembered to us. May we never forget, nor stop thinking about and seeking out flowers in such a time as this. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, when have you found yourself sitting back and taking in the moment of kinship and community and provision like a sweet-smelling sacrifice roasting on the altar, filling the air with fragrance, pleasing God to no end. Why is it so important to never stop thinking about and seeking out such flowering moments? Lord, give me pause in the bustle of it all to yet seek out flowers and flowering moments of communion and community, of friends and fellowship, the fragrance of whom is like that sweet-smelling sacrifice roasting on the altar. At least, so let it be to me, rather than the fouler smells of discontent, bitterness, and complaint. And let me also find myself amidst the great throng of it all, on the hard stone floor, kneeling down, before you, through your mercies. <laughs>